All right, let's get started then. Um, first, a little announcement. We were supposed to share this talk with uh, the Hive Network Berlin, but they couldn't make it. Um, so in order to, to give you a broader understanding of what we do, we changed also the title. Um, we went to the state of tech education, and Emily is going to start off by, by giving you a, a quick overview of the different ways you can learn tech uh, nowadays and all the stuff that's, that's happened recently in this, in this sphere. Then we're going to move uh, into a specific one, which is the Open Tech School, which we are uh, co-founders of and core team members. And um, then we're going to talk a little about what we do and, and what's up next for us. So get your hands together for Emily. All right. Um, yeah, so like Ben said, uh, we share the talk together. Um, so the, the state of, of tech education. Um, so I'm going to review some of the systems that already exist uh, out there uh, for tech education. I might miss some, uh, so, but it's, it's to kind of provide you with um, a landscape of what is out there and, and where Open Tech School uh, stand uh, compared to all those initiatives. So um, the first one is the regular traditional uh, school system and, and universities in particular. Um, so, you know, um, they provide big lectures like this one, um, but also um, they provide labs uh, for tech usually, so you can um, go through exercises um, and learn how to program, for instance, um, uh, in smaller groups. Uh, but the, the, often the limitation is that you, the programs themselves, um, the, the curriculum is not um, updated often enough to catch up with uh, the state, the current state of, of tech. Uh, some universities are good at that, but in general, uh, you couldn't learn the latest um, um, tech um, topic at university because it would take time to update the curriculum. Um, then, um, Coming from that university system, we have the uh, massive open online courses uh, or MOOCs that um, feel a bit like that. Um, so this is actually a university class, but it's basically people behind their laptops. It's just that they are in their home instead of being in one place, but they all follow the same course uh, with lectures and, and specific schedules with exercises they have to do and, and uh, um, and tests they have to pass online, so it's entirely online. Uh, but still, it's, it's very structured, like at university, with, um, yeah, schedule. And um, um, pretty much like at university, students also kind of organize online often uh, by having um, uh, study groups, uh, but online study groups, or sometimes offline. They meet as well in their respective cities uh, if they, sh they do all the same courses. And examples of those courses are Coursera, Audacity, and uh, edX. Um, and then going further in that direction, you have what we have called the online on-zone coding classes. Uh, a good example of that is Code Academy. Um, so you're basically alone um, um, with your laptop, going through exercises, um, hands-on exercises, and learning um, how to program, for instance, or uh, another tech topic. And you get rewards as you go, uh, telling you if you've done good or not, and, um, and so that you know if you're progressing or not. But it's a very uh, lonely experience most of the time. 
Um, so one example that is not fitting in, in any of those categories, but it's kind of in between them, uh, would be P2PU. And um, so the peer-to-peer -peer university. So what, they, what they've done is uh, they try to um, make the, a, a better system than the MOOCs or the uh, online on-on coding uh, um, platforms and by providing a space where anybody can contribute curriculum. So uh, the MOOCs are typically uh, curated by professors at university. Uh, not everybody can suggest uh, a topic. It, it needs to be approved by the university system. Uh, so on P2PU, anybody can uh, submit um, um, a topic or a class. And um, uh, contrary to the uh, online hands-on uh, platform like Code Academy, uh, they also have a, a feedback system, a peer feedback system, so that you get evaluated by um, uh, your peers and um, other uh, people on the platform, uh, providing you individual feedback so that you are not alone learning um, uh, by yourself. Um, and then um, on the offline system, um, there are those uh, coding training schools. Um, uh, example of that, there are plenty of them in the States, for instance. Uh, example of that would be Dev Bootcamp, for instance. Uh, some are um, very structured with a specific um, um, uh, schedule and, and aim like a specific goal. For instance, you would learn how to program in Ruby or, or Python or do the web development over a few weeks. Um, and the principle is that you, to get you um, to a stage where you can get hired as a developer in uh, the tech industry. Uh, and some are less structured, um, um, following um, um, a self-learning kind of style. But um, more interestingly, um, since a, uh, a few um, months, there are also all those community-run initiatives, uh, very hands-on as well, and uh, real life. So you meet people uh, and not online. Um, and um, one of them, and this is a picture from that uh, sort of initiatives, is uh, the Rails Girls. Um, and it's run all over the world now um, with uh, women, in the specific case, uh, learning how to program in Rails and uh, being coached by uh, women and men uh, that are more experienced and uh, at their own pace in, in um, any space um, locally. So this, this principle of having a local place where you can learn uh, uh, supported by your peers. And this is... Um, the open tech school, which is the next one, is exactly what, where we're coming from. So, so the Rails girls uh, were in Berlin in April last year, uh, and everybody was extremely enthusiastic about it. It was uh, um, a, a wonderful experience. People were uh, willing to learn more about uh, Rails and other topics, and uh, it felt like we, we needed to move, like continue that initiative. And so that's how we set up the open tech school, which is a movement that offers free um, tech workshops locally um, for everyone. Um, so what we do is that we are open. We um, are open to anybody to join, so learners can join, anybody willing to learn, but also people willing to coach. Or So we don't call them teachers, we call them coaches, um, to coach any tech topic. Uh, we are open to any tech topics. 
uh, that's the thing. So you could, um, I'm sorry about that. Uh, so you could uh, come up with a topic, even a very specific one. Nobody would actually um, object to that. Uh, and um, we are um, sharing our time and skills. Uh, it's all volunteer based and um, we open source everything. So the curriculum, um, all the curricula are open sourced uh, online and uh, we hope the community out there is actually improving on those. Uh, that's the principle, like open source software. And um, we uh, also open source our process. Um, so everything we do as an organization, um, we provide blueprints for so that anybody can take that uh, and implement a similar organization or something that would get it slightly, even only slightly inspired by our process uh, and, and, and start something new. So you can fork the Open Tech School if you want um, and, or create your own Open Tech School in your city. Uh, we are trying to empower people um, by uh, letting them um, um, learn anything they, they want to learn in, in tech and uh, by also supporting them so that at some point they feel confident enough uh, coaching other people as well. So making that sustainable uh, group of, of people that um, feel confident uh, with tech and, and empower others in turn. Um, we also hope to empower other communities out there with our blueprints so that they can also start similar initiatives uh, and learn from uh, our successes and mistakes as well. Um, we are um, welcoming, um, so I talked about that. We are making sure that um, we, uh, the, the space is safe, so everything, uh, everybody coming to our workshops sh uh, should be able to ask any question. There are no silly questions in our workshops, and we want to make sure everybody feel like asking questions. Uh, and uh, to do so, we actually have a format that says we have one, one coach for a maximum three to four learners. So meaning that you will always ask directly someone instead of asking in front of a big room. And you can uh, always have someone supporting you. with your specific uh, problems. Uh, um, uh, on your laptop and, and looking at what you're doing if you need help. Um, and um, Welcome to Once More 
Reboot FM and Spectacle. Um, well, you've just been listening to Lee Gamble, and you're um, which to us is is the best way to empower the community and making sure that those events would happen no matter what. So yeah, this this whole fancy thing. What it what it basically means is we do workshops. Um, workshops in the longest style is currently uh, over a weekend where we have JavaScript for absolute beginners, which is the first whoops, first one we did, um, which is really very similar to what the Rails girls do. So what the Rails girls do is they come together on a Friday evening, and then over a course of two days, people who have never coded before learn how to to learn how to build a web application and deploy it on Heroku. Where with JavaScript you don't deploy anything on Heroku, but we take two days, the full weekend, um, with as many coaches as we can and teach people uh, the, the essence of programming using JavaScript, just a different um, library. Um, that was the first one we did, uh, and it was so successful that a lot of others came, and we started doing other types of workshops as well. So um, we have a strong Python group as well, and we have an a introduction to programming with Python, which is a four-hour afternoon workshop. Um, that we do on, on Saturdays, and a lot of follow-up workshops. So also the format in the Open Tech School is not set. We don't tell you as a coach, this is how you have to run it, this is how you have to do it. The coaches come up with, oh, well, this makes sense for us, this makes sense for this technology, this makes sense for this programming language. So for Python, because it is a very widespread um, programming language that is in, in various fields, they came up with the idea, okay, we do this introduction workshop, and then we have uh, follow-up workshops between two and four hours on specific parts of that. So we had BioPython, we have uh, Django workshop, we had Flask. Um, Python and Django actually were here yesterday as well. They were rerun again. And although, uh, again, the whole material is all online. It's all on GitHub. Um, you can fork it if you want. You can even make a, a commercial version out of that if you like. I don't really believe that, that people can make much money with this. Um, but we don't only do programming languages per se. So the Open Tech School, with tech in its name, is focusing on, on education in the tech field. And with tech, we mean everything. We call that electronics plus plus. So everything that is none and higher, um, that, is, that is our interesting field. And um, programming is more than just knowing a language. It is also about the tools. Uh, so we, we started um, a workshop which was called uh, Social Coding with Git and GitHub, which is teaching um, beginners how to use Git and, and how to interact and how to collaborate on code, which, by the way, is not only true for code, but for all kinds of, of um, text filed data, for source code data. Um, so our whole blog, for example, is also run on Git and GitHub. So if you want to post a blog post, you fork it and then you push back and that kind of thing. So we, we do this. And um, Android the same. Android itself is not a programming language. It's, it's Java. But just because you know Java, you don't know what, what, how to do it on Android because it's very specific. So we had a few Android people that do Android on a daily basis come to us and say, we should actually help beginners set up Android because it's super hard at the beginning. And the first Hello World, though, there's a huge tutorial for that. It's a pain in the ass to actually get there because you need to do it, Eclipse and, and all that stuff. Um, so they started with Android for Beginners, and they're going to rerun it, I think, Four weeks, six weeks. They said something like this uh, in the last meeting, and this is this is 
always how it works. So someone comes and says, hey, I have this idea for a workshop. I think this is a good thing to talk about and, and to, to teach people. And um, we look at if there's demand for that, if actually people want to learn this. And if there is, so far there's not, nothing been that we didn't say that there is actually demand for it. Uh, the Open Tech School is a facilitator and it helps with, with setting up a space, finding sponsors if needed. For, for example, for JavaScript, we have two days, so there's some food and some stuff that, that gets sponsored, for example, on SoundCloud. Um, and we make sure there's a space, and uh, we've organized registrations and everything around this so that the coaches can really focus on making the best curriculum ever um, so that they don't have to bother with all these organizations and stuff. Um, and then we have another format within this, so we are not, so in, in, in our core, we, we do hands-on workshops. We believe that you learn by doing. This is, this is this, the strongest core from us. But we also know that a weekend workshop is not quite enough. You get to a certain point, um, but that's not it. So we decided we, we actually want to build a learner's community. So people that welcome other people who want to learn something and, and share experience and, and, and share code and and help each other learning. So we created the Learners Meetup, which is a, a monthly um, user group, so to say, that makes it easy to get into this whole tech and, and user groups theme, because we know if I, if I go to certain user groups, it's amazing to hear what they're talking about, but I don't get shit when I'm, when I'm a beginner. And this one is actually focused on learning basic concepts and getting, getting into this field and letting others know that you'll want to learn something so that they actually check on you. One of the biggest problems we see with, with the lonely online coding things we saw before was that you get, if you get stuck somewhere, that's it. You're stuck. And there's no one to ask. There's nothing you can do about this. And this is one thing we try to fix this with is you can come here and, and there's Python coaches around or JavaScript people around that can help you um, specifically. Um, and then a new format we tried recently with uh, Hackademia together, um, which is an extended version of, of Hackademia, what they're doing. You can see that they the talk after, after the break, also this room, um, was a kids' hackathon. So a, f a full day kind of thing where kids could um, either work on, on balloons to send them into space, um, work on the Maki Maki, uh, learn how to do Android development or just play around at a genius bar, or which was what, what most of our coaches came from, um, learn to program with Scratch, which is a, a programming language, a visual programming language built by the MIT to, to make it easier to get into programming. And um, so the idea also for, for this Kids Hackathon was that we get, get started and we, we lead a way. We have some idea to how to get empower the kids to actually do something, and then let them wander off. So for, for everything we do, it's not about that we say, so this is the goal, this is what we have to do. Um, it's always a, about empowering. So we want to give the tools, and we want to help use the tools, but then also you need to get creative, because it's, coding itself is a creative process, and you should create something with this. So and that was actually amazing what the kids came up with uh, in, these, in these games and stuff. Um, we're definitely going to do that again. Um, we have a lot of other things upcoming as well. Um, one I'm really proud to announce is the Arduino one. Um, that's actually going to happen. We had an Arduino for coaches because we didn't have enough coaches. So who, people who were programmers and had an Arduino came there, and a really good Arduino coach 
have taught him how to do that. And they are set for the 25th of May to do an Arduino workshop here in Berlin. Right now, it's, it's not yet online, but if you join the meetup.com slash opentechschool-berlin group, um, as soon as it is online, you, you get, a, get an email. Another topic is advanced Git. So we showed you the Git and social, social coding with Git, which is really just covering the basics of what you want to do. And advanced Git goes more into the direction of, well, how do you do project management? How do you actually like, do release management with 10 or 15 people? And, and how does it work with branches and Git flow and all that stuff? Another one that is really interesting is opening and repairing mobile hardware. Um, the idea behind this is that we all have these phones in our pocket that we don't really know how to fix or even to open. So if, if uh, the, the screen broke from my iPhone, what I can do is I go there, I, I, I go to the coach and say, ah, my screen broke on the iPhone, this is what it looks like, take a picture of that. He's gonna send you to uh, a, a website saying, buy this thing. Then you're gonna buy this thing and you come there and they have all the tools and, and they're gonna, with you together, take your iPhone apart you put in the, the new thing and then you put it back together and you repaired your iPhone. It's just that the tools to repair an iPhone is special screwdrivers and all this, this stuff, which is not easily doable for, for normal people. And also in this one, again, it is about empowering people. So you have this phone and you should be um, able to hack it. You should be, but they're making everything possible to not have you do that with the screwdriver and all that shit. So this is why we, give you something, someone to the side, a coach again, who helps you do that. So helps you uh, open it and, and get back the power that you actually have. Games development is another interesting topic, uh, specifically indie games. Um, uh, we have some coaches for that. Um, the App Summer Camp is, is a really great one, is what the Open Tech School Hamburg, so we have, as because of this blueprint system, we have all these other cities starting doing that and we encourage them and help them and the Open Tech School, Hamburg is gonna run the App Summer Camp as the first thing, which is a full week workshop for teenage girls, um, where without no programming skills at all from on Monday morning, they're gonna have launched an Android app, set it to the App Store by Friday. So five days in summer, it's gonna be awesome. And then another thing which brings it back to the point that it's not only about Hardware per se or software but about empowerment is that we're currently talking with Sam from uh, One Year of Open Source to do a making and creating video workshop. So there's, there's cameras out there and we all have cameras in our pocket but we're not able to actually make decent videos with this. So by cutting it and, and putting stuff together and all kind of stuff. But he knows how to do that. Please have a seat. Um, so this is, this is also one that is coming up right now. Um, but we on, don't only do workshops. Um, as I said before, we are, we are more about a learning, learning environment and a learning, yeah, a, a learner's community, so to say. Um, which means we, we have we've been approached by, by a lot of other projects, and we we help out um, on a lot of fields as well. One of them are in Berlin, the student labs. The student labs is the idea to have a space inside companies or. Um, learning facilities not so much, more of, of companies of, of the industry um, where students, specifically pupils and, and classes, can come as a full class and learn on a specific topic. So we are helping out there with, with coaches 
basically. Then we have the Tech Library project, which is um, we're working with the local libraries here in Berlin uh, to make sure that they actually have a decent stock of, of good tech books, which is really for a normal librarian, nothing she can or he can judge which is a good book and which isn't. Um, and the LTS CAM package is, is a, an, yet another interesting format. We did this as Campus Party last year for the first time. The idea is that the Open Tech School sets up a, a space inside your longer conference thing um, where we organize mini setup workshops, so to say. So everybody can come and say, hey, I've, I know this stuff, and I can talk about this and, and help people do this two or four hours. And then we set up a schedule and we start doing that. Um, this is really interesting to also find new topics and, and new materials which are out there. So for most of the stuff that, that we do, we have a lot of good learning material um, in the internet. It's simply not always as hands-on and you don't know which of the 16,000 JavaScript tutorials is actually good and which is really, really bad. Um, another thing we're working on is a mentorshiping program. Uh, the idea behind this, similar to the, to the Learners Meetup, it takes just a bit uh, more than a weekend. So we, we help you find people that help you learn more and not get stuck. That's, that's a very important point in, in tech education right now is to not get stuck and, and um, continue doing. Um, then we are working on the female tech speakers program. So one of the main topics why we started the Open Tech School is uh, that we thought the diversity in the tech industry is really, really, really bad, like really bad. And I'm not talking about, about females only, but for just looking in this room, it's mostly white, Caucasian background, probably I'd say middle class, right? So um, the idea for the, uh, the female tech speakers program is that we help conferences also like this one for example to set certain things in place which are known to improve the amount of female speakers even applying in the first place um, and and make them aware that first of all there are female people in the industry um, but also make sure that they they come forward and they that the environment is set up again welcoming environment is set up in a way that that actually nurtures that the same goes for the less privileged program so for for people that are not blessed with having a laptop and kind of things, we are kind of looking into how can we reach them. And, and one thing we did for the first time now with the Kids Hackathon was that we had an Arabic and a, a Turkish translation of the flyer and, and tried to get this out into the neighborhoods in Berlin, which, yeah, we do not reach with social media because everybody is looking at Open Tech School. Do you want to ask a question right now? Or? Sorry, the, the, the actual question? As a person who is fluent yeah, I, I got the, yeah. and who has a female director of technology working in the company, my firm has a female quota of 80%. I wanted to ask, what is factors which you think make trade shows attractive to Arabs and to females? Trade shows? Yes. Trade what? shows specifically, I don't know. So for or the... What, what female speakers and Arab speakers? For... For female, we yeah. know that an anonymized process is key. 
So you go out and you say, uh, a female is not chosen because she's female. Because she's chosen because the program that she applied for, that what she's, she wants to talk about, is good. That's it. That's a very important, very important point. So you anonymize uh, the process of, of call for papers. That was uh, a learning from the JSConf last year that was amazing with 25% um, female speakers, which is more than actually are in that specific JavaScript community. Um, because it was just good what they applied for. Uh, and once you have this set in place, you can communicate that as well. So you have people outside of the actual process of doing this go out and say, really encourage people to do that. So really talk to people more than once about that they should apply and talk about this. For Arabic people, we don't have any experience yet, to be honest. Well, I can only say that for my company, my female developers have no problem landing Exactly, but that is exactly the point. Very, a lot of females don't want to do that because if, if I apply as, as, as a woman, for example, for this, for this conference, there are so few that's going to speak that I'm going to be picked anyway. I can talk about crap and I'm going to be picked, and women know that. I don't want to be picked at a tech conference because of any of my, my attributes. Like, I have funny hair, so I'm picked. This is not why you should be picked for a tech conference. So you anonymize the process to make sure that the people that are speaking are actually speaking because it's good. This is exactly the point. And then females say, oh, so if I'm picked, it's because I'm good, not because I'm a female. Okay, it goes a bit beyond. There's a technical flow, like I apologize. No, it's all right. It goes a bit beyond. Um, where was my flow? Uh, Right. Um, so we've done this for over a year, and, and we have uh, plenty of other cities following up. But we, should I be on the picture or off the picture? <laughs> All right. Um, we think that's not enough. Actually, we know it's not enough. Because um, it, it's still limiting, um, simply that you can't learn to code. Oh, you want to take a picture? Yeah. Um, you can't learn to code in a day. A weekend workshop of JavaScript is great to get the enthusiasm and, and make, them, make people realize it is super rewarding and it's, it's super immediate what you get and what you can see um, from what you do. But coding is, is more than that. It is also working with people. Uh, it is coming up with ideas. It is about uh, learning technologies. And a lot of technologies, even with hands-on, you read what it is supposed to be about. Let's say machine learning as an example. You think you can set up, get up the best person ever not knowing anything about machine learning and they can learn it in a weekend? Not going to happen. It's just a lot of things that just need to be processed by the brain as well. So we are, we are set out, and we already said this with the, um, with the Learners Meetup, we're set out to, to offer longer and in-depth programs. So the the make sure that it is ongoing. Make sure that there's an offer that keeps you going and that, that actually makes it possible for you to continue to learn. And for that, we think about offering specific programs, structured and non-structured, um, that are longer than a weekend. And with longer, I mean month. So you really have three months where, we, where you learn on them, on, uh, towards something. Um, a few of these things come from this 
training school ideas, coding training school ideas that you heard about earlier. Um, it's just that they are very often set up, yeah, they, they make money by having you hired after. So they make you work for 12 weeks, 60 hours a week to do that. And this is, this is all right, yes, you get a junior developer out of that, but it's not that much of a fun experience. And it's also a lot of pressure. And this is not how we think that, that learning should work. You, you should learn, and we actually think that you learn most efficiently in a, in a welcoming and, and open environment where you actually can, can go further. Um, but in order to do so, we are uh -huh, we're thinking about a, a dedicated learning space, we call it. So a, a place that is not just we move into this office for a weekend and we do some workshops, but that is constantly focused on learning tech. So it, it offers things that, well, offices have these nice gadgets and all that kind of stuff, but they offer things like the materials we were talking about, the tools to open up hardware. Um, or simply a, a place where you can store this Arduino setup that you have that is so big uh, over a couple, a couple of weeks because you continuously work on this. Or where we actually have full-time programs, so really all week long, which we can't do at, at companies because they fall well, people that want to work, so it's, it's simply not going to work. And we are currently set up we want to we want to make this happen in Berlin um, and open the doors within this year. This is this is our goal. Um, and again, we think this is this is great, and we want to document it so that other people can copy it. Um, learning is an infrastructure topic. It is it is not a I put a highlight here. I put a highlight there. It is spreading it and things that work. Um, spread most efficiently by doing open source methodology for that. So we give it away. All we learn, um, please set it up somewhere else. But we also want to use this and, and, and the learning we have from setting a space here, setting up a space here, to specifically go somewhere where there's not a tech conference every, every month like this one. Uh, a place where there's not yet this tech community that, that can self-sustain this thing and see if we can set it up at, I don't know, Nigeria or something, at a, a, a place where it's really not available for people right now to learn. And uh, that's it from us. Uh, no slide deck is complete without a stormtrooper. So this is the stormtrooper saying thanks for your time. Um, this is our personal uh, Way of contacting us if you want to learn more about the Open Tech School. We are on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Google Plus, and all that other stuff as well. Uh, there's a blog, and thank you for your time. <laughs> Do we have time for questions? Not officially, but if you want. Yes, yeah, go ahead. Sure. Um, closure, I am also a coach at Open Tech School. Uh, but, um, yeah, I was really excited to learn about your plans for longer-term uh, workshops and teaching and programs. Um, the question I have about that is, uh, um, how do you plan to engage coaches uh, on uh, um, 
on a longer time uh, on this model of asking for people's time uh, because they want to because it's easy to like come up with a workshop about something you love and and do it on one afternoon on a Saturday and um, it's really fun to do it but how yeah how, how do you do how, how do you keep people engaged and willing to teach stuff on a longer longer basis right so um so it depends, like we were thinking of different formats for that. Uh, there is the format we are already currently exploring with the Python workshops where you, um, you have different um, workshops uh, in a series uh, all about Python but with different topics. Uh, and uh, we have shown that actually not all the coaches need to be involved in every single workshop. Uh, so you can come whenever you have time and whenever you feel confident with the topic as well. So having a big a, a group of people big enough so that you know um, it's not yeah your time is not needed all the time. Um, and um, we're also thinking of like yeah other formats where you would n need to be there for several weeks in a row full time, uh, and then uh, we are looking into ways of funding that so that people would actually get. Uh, um, yeah, financially supported to to coach during that time. So, on the on the first one, one thing we are also looking into is the NAND to Tetris project. I don't know if you know that. So, yeah. it's a it's a it's a course. It's a university course in Israel actually, but they they opened it um, where you start with a NAND. You emulate this whole thing, and you have three hours a week, um, and you build up until you have basically a, build a computer. So it's a basic computer science course. Uh, build a computer. Where you have created an open source uh, an operating system, and on top even a subset of Java, and you can then program like Tetris. So you started nine weeks before with the nine, and for that as well as saying three three weeks uh, three hours a week, you could do that on a Saturday afternoon. And it doesn't require that one coach has to go through the whole system, but if there's just enough coaches there, um, that we I don't know that you can just not come three weeks, but you know that that week after, as a coach, you can do that. So that's that's one idea. And yeah, the other the other one is to have a more self-learning approach so that you don't necessarily need all the coaches for all the topics around all the time, mm -hmm. but you have people learning on stuff and you have facilitators around that know what the stand from everyone is. And if someone gets stuck, they know the people in the community to, to come by. And the next week there's a, I don't know, a workshop on CoachDB for two days or something. 